Uh, so today, we are going to start, we are not going to do a series uh, for the next two weeks. <clears throat> we are going to have an open Sunday, but I'm going to do what I did last time. I have uh, a lot to say, which I can't say in one Sunday. So I will say it in two Sundays, amen? And we, I'm going to talk about um, being blessed. So the message that I am going to preach this morning is we are blessed. Amen? So I want you to look at your neighbor and nicely just tell them that you are blessed. Not you are blessed, that I am blessed. <laughs> Obviously, they are blessed, but I want you to tell them, I am blessed. I am blessed. So, Temba and his friend Zulani, the other day, uh, they introduced me to a series on Netflix. And uh, I am completely hooked. It's called, it's called, uh, I used to see it when I would uh, like save through Netflix. But I never paid attention, you know. But one of my friends is a very big fan of uh, Formula One. So I didn't know why he's such a fan. And he always tells me that, you know what, one day we must actually even go. Because he, he always goes to these uh, Grand Prix, you know, to go and watch uh, the Formula One. So there's a series called Drive, Driving to Survive. And it's about... Uh, the Grand Prix that they do for Formula One. And so I started watching them, and I am almost finished all the four seasons. <laughs> I just started last week. <laughs> I just started last week because I was like, this is unbelievable. I used to think soccer is something. That stuff is great. Amen? How many people do you think work for Arsenal? More than 55. 2,000 people work for Mercedes-Benz Formula One team. 2,000. So I was, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I started to, I'm like, this is a lot of money. 2,000 people support Lewis Hamilton to do what he does. But that's not what I want to impress you with this morning. Because I am talking about we are blessed. So the, the guys that uh, lead the teams, they are called principals, like a principal of a school. He's the guy that leads. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, uh, one of the teams actually is led by, uh, the Williams is led by a lady. She's the principal of that team. And um, one day, the camera, without these two guys knowing, captured a conversation <laughs> of two principals talking. So one of them, they were standing. They have just arrived in this country and they are talking. They are, so this other guy is saying to this one, he says, how did you come? And he says, oh yeah, you know, I came through Amsterdam. I think it was through Amsterdam and went into London and then I connected to I think it was to Abu Dhabi or something like that. He says, oh, okay. You, you, know, you know, I came private. Would you want a lift when going home? I was sitting there, and I was, these guys are discussing a lift going home as if it's a taxi. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the level of money that, that 
some other people deal with, you know. And sometimes, you know, I, I sit there, you know, and, uh, and people are talking about being blessed. And I feel vexed in my spirit because what they call blessing, you know, is really, really those guys would, would, uh, <laughs> would, would, would find it odd that you can actually even think that you're blessed by what you're talking about. Here is a guy who is telling his friend that if you want a lift home, I will give you a lift in my private jet. And there was a story a couple of years ago, I can't remember whether two or three years ago, of a minister who gave a friend a lift, and it was a big thing in the country. So I, I started to think that the level of the mindset of, I, I can imagine there are certain people that found what we were talking about, that somebody gave a lift to a friend in a, a plane, and we make so much fuss about it. I think other people were so confused. What are these people talking about? <laughs> because being blessed, you know, I, I want us to talk about being blessed this morning. Because each and every one of us sitting here today is blessed. The only thing that is keeping you away from appropriating that blessing is the mindset. That mindset is keeping you away from getting into the space where God has called you to get into. So, so my wife has this uh, guy that she follows on, uh, is it on Instagram or Twitter or what? He went to Monaco. So this guy went to Monaco, and when he went to Monaco, you know, he, he made a video on his page. And uh, he was on a street, like a normal street in Monaco, and parked on that street like I don't know how many, you know, uh, all of them were like supercars. And it wasn't like a special function. It was people that had just gone maybe for... And so he's a South African guy. He says, look, <laughs> look at this. These guys here have destroyed poverty. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah. He says, these guys here have destroyed poverty. Actually, if you say the word poverty, they will ask you that, what is that? You know, and I, I was just thinking, I'm like, that is the level at which we need to get our mindset in the spaces where God wants you to go. So that you become very comfortable when those things are happening to you. You don't become a problem. A lot of people prepare for poverty, but very few people prepare for real blessings. Did you know that of every hundred people that can handle adversity, there is only one person that can handle real blessing? Only one. The 99% of people will never handle a blessing. So, this morning, I want us to talk about what, I want us to look at what is a blessing, and then next week, we are going to look at, in the word of God, when God said you are blessed, what did he mean? And to what extent does the word blessing 
you know, uh, go. You know? So, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you, do you hear the script, what this passage of scripture is saying? This passage of scripture is actually saying that even before God created you, he created you with everything that you need to walk in your blessing. Everything that you need. So in other words, your design itself, it says you are God's workmanship. You know, when, 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 when you look at uh, certain, certain houses or certain uh, cars or just certain, or a suit, when you say the workmanship of this suit is so great, what you are saying is that this stuff is good. Now, the Bible says you are God's workmanship created to do great works, to do good works in Christ, which means that everything that God intended that your life should become, he put in you everything that you need to make that happen. So if you are not making it happen, it's not God's problem. It is your problem. You haven't you haven't tapped into that workmanship and many of us believe all this stuff that is going on you know one of the guys I, I saw a posting on, uh, on uh, my wife was showing me a posting of one of the pastors you know talking about a pastor that came from another country and how people lining up you know, from 14 hours, you know, to go to a service that starts at 18 hours. And according to him, he thinks that that guy has something more powerful than other pastors. You see, that is the biggest lie that the church is telling to the people because everyone thinks that you need to go to a certain person, not to Christ. That there is this guy, how many, you, must, you must go after this same uh, conference finishes and take all the 5,000, 10,000 people that are going to be in that space and ask them whether they found Mercedes-Benz cars parked outside. Because a guy unlocked things. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not out there. It is in you. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Bible says that you are God's workmanship. You are not supposed to line up to go and get a blessing. The Bible says you are already blessed. 
you are already blessed i'm 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 not go, i'm not going to to sleep to to spend the overnight prayer meetings pleading for a blessing i've got too much sleep to do <laughs> i i will not plead with god to bless me because the bible says let me show you something the bible is very very clear it doesn't say the blessing is with Ken. It doesn't say it is with Ken. Our salvation, the Bible says, is a gift from God. Before anything else, we are God's children and his blessing is already on us the moment that we say, Christ come into my heart. Part of the package is blessing. Of the package is blessing. I am not going to give an offering to get a blessing. If God tells me so, I will do, but not because I want to buy a blessing. Because the blessing is already in you. Romans chapter 5, 8 to 9. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Ladies and gentlemen, if God loved you before you were even saved, the Bible says how much more now? If God loved you when you still used to swear and you still used to do all kinds of things, now you swear just at least at the robot. How, how much more? How much more? Because a lot of us as well, something that keeps us from blessing, from appropriating God's blessing, is that we feel that we don't deserve. So we feel that there is somebody that is going to remove something that causes us not to deserve. And then people take advantage to us, take advantage of us because they tell us they can remove a curse. <clears throat> no. You are blessed. And before you were even saved, Christ died for you. Christ did not die for you to make you better. He died for you because you were better. He thought, I can't waste that. I can't waste that. You see, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John, at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens 
were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighted and alighting upon him. And suddenly, listen to this to the voice. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Ladies and gentlemen, God says to Jesus, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased before Jesus performed not even one miracle. Before Jesus had not done anything, God was pleased with him. There is many people that really disconnect themselves from the blessing of God. Why? Because they feel that they don't deserve it because of stuff that they think about. Here it is. Jesus did not get endorsed by God. God did not say, man, you have uh, given too much at Swana Central, you know. So here is the blessing. No. Actually, you are so blessed you can't be a stingy blessed person. (laughs) Yes. You are blessed. Every one of us is blessed. But it's, it's, it's not that you have to be running out there to go and try to get... You, you see, the, the, it's, it's, it's a Sangoma mentality. You know, when we grew up, when we grew up, we used to be taught a Sangoma can remove a curse, isn't it? So now, we have just changed Sangomas. We have a lot of Sangomas in church masquerading as pastors. And they tell you that when you come, I can remove a curse from you. No. I will tell you who removes a curse. The Bible says, every handwriting that was against me was nailed to the cross. The only one that removes curses is Jesus Christ himself, not No. No. If you are in Christ, I will show you through the scriptures. If you are in Christ, you have moved, the Bible says, from darkness to light. If you are in Christ, you have moved from curse to blessing. If you are in Christ, you have moved from sin to righteousness. If you are in Christ, You have moved from death to life. It is not done every day. But every day you have to go to somebody to move you from darkness to light. And another one has got the anointing of uh, poverty to riches. Another one has got the grace. They call it the grace. They call it the grace. I've got the grace of... No, 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 no. You must read the word of God. Everything that God wants you to do, he put inside of you and nobody can take it out and nobody can put it there. Only Christ has put it there. Amen. 
So the blessing, the blessing is in you. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14, it says, Christ, hey, let us replace that with a pastor that you know. <coughs> replace it with a pastor that you know. <laughs> Which one? Which one? That one. <laughs> mm. That one has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says Christ. 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 Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There is no can there. Cain has redeemed. Somebody, somebody was living in sin. True. And they came to me. And they said that I must pray for them to stop sinning. I said, it's not possible. I said, I don't, I, the Bible doesn't tell me to pray for you to sin. You stop on your own. I don't have any Can you imagine that even God doesn't, can't stop you from sinning? God was standing in front of Adam when Adam was sinning. How much more can, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> they say to me, no, pastor, I think, ah, this one, this sin is too much for me. So if you can lay hands on me, I said, my friend, I don't lay hands on people to stop them from sinning. I can just tell you what is in the word of God. You on your own, you obey or you don't obey. Because there's a lot of people, me, I'm not a sangoma. I'm not a singanga. I'm a pastor. I teach the word of God. And it is up to you to take it home and use it and it will have results in your life. But if you think that there is something that, that I, I, can, I, I, I can do for you to do, most of the times, it doesn't work that way. Do I pray for people? I, I pray for people a lot. I pray for people a lot. I go to hospitals to pray for people. I do all kinds of things because it is in the word of God. My problem comes when somebody puts it upon themselves to think that I can transfer a blessing to them. You already are blessed. blessed. Me and my wife yesterday were in Joburg. One of the guys here at church is in, in hospital. He's been sick for a while now. So we went to the hospital to pray for him. So you can see, I pray for people. I, we, we, we prayed for him, and uh, as we, we finished praying for him, the guy next door, as I, as I finished praying, the guy on the next bed, he says, amen. So when he says, amen, I knew what he meant. He wanted me to pray for him as well. Yeah, so I said to him, I'm like, what is your name? And he told me what his name was. 
and he, he, he had a, a very, very serious uh, stab wound on the neck. And so I laid my hands on him and my wife, we laid our hands on him and we prayed that the Lord is going to heal him and is going to deliver him from the pain and everything. When we finished praying, another one said, Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the other side. And he says, Amen. I said, what is your name? <laughs> he says, my name is so So we went to him and we prayed. Also, we prayed for him as well, that the Lord is going to heal him and everything. So why am I saying these things? Don't, take, don't feel offended when I'm saying these things because a lot of people may take these things out of context to say this guy is refusing responsibility. No, I pray for people, but I, I, I think, how many people am I going to pray for here at 20 Central? One-on-one. -on -one. Chances are very few. But if I can empower you to walk with God and see results on your own, that is a better plan than me laying hands on each one of you. Amen. And there's a lot of people that uh, yesterday I was, uh, somebody got me, uh, sent me a WhatsApp message of a field of 10,000 cabbages that are going to be harvested in the next week or two. And it's because of what I teach here at church. She told me she was, she was impacted so much, she is now into farming. And she's harvesting her first 10,000 heads. Did I lay my hands on her? I, on her daughter I did, because the daughter was sick, but not her. But she sits where you are sitting there, and she hears me talk. She hears me talk. And she knows that I can touch that. You know, I can touch that. And I can take that. And I can use it in my, in my life. So Christ is the one that has redeemed you from the curse of the law. So if Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, it means that you are still cursed. Isn't it that you have been redeemed? To be redeemed means that you have been bought back from. So, what it means is that if you were a slave and somebody redeems you, it means that they redeem you from the status of being a slave. When you are redeemed from a status of being a slave, it is different from being prosperous because it's like being taken from negative to be brought to zero and who is responsible for zero to a thousand it is you and that's where a lot of people miss it because they think that being blessed being blessed is not enough because you can stay blessed because all of us are blessed but there are those people that are not using that are not tapping into their blessing. And many of us are waiting for a big bishop and apostle to lay hands on them so that the blessing can be, what they say, activated. <laughs> to be activated, right? So you are waiting for activation 
and God is saying to you, what is wrong with her? Because the blessing has already been activated 2,000 years ago when he said, it is finished. That is when it was activated. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham can come upon you. Do you know what the blessing of Abraham is? We are going to discuss that next week. I'm going to show you the extent of the blessing of Abraham. Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> I'm screaming too much today. I don't know why. And my, my voice is gone. It happens a lot when I miss church. I get a little bit excited. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Ken. In Bishop Sonso. In, in general overseer so sold. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You are accepted in the beloved. You are blessed with all, not few, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to plead with God. God is more willing to do stuff for your life than you are willing to receive. God is more ready to give you stuff than you are willing to get. Problem comes because you think you need to qualify. The only qualification is Christ. Because here is what I must tell you. There is no one here, including myself, that can qualify for God's blessing on their own. Because no one is 100% righteous. One day we will be. But this side of heaven, some of us, since the time we sat on that chair, from the morning to now, you have sinned four or five times already. <laughs> but you know what? That is human nature. We grow in, the, in, in our maturity, but our status is children of God. I, I told you I gave my children that 100 rand. Do you think that when I gave them 100 rand, I sat down and said, what did you do today? Tell me what you did today. 
No, you know, Dad, you know, I swept the house, I cleaned it. Okay, then you qualify for 70. No, it's because I felt my children today must get a hundred grand each. You deserve the blessing of God if you are in Christ. You don't need any extra. There is no extras. It's, it's, it's like sometimes even us as, as Christians, as, as pastors, <clears throat> we make people feel that there is extras. Ladies and gentlemen, the only extra is Jesus. That's the only extra. If you are in Christ, you are blessed and you deserve the blessing of God. Now, <clears throat> let's go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Now, to Abraham and his seed where the promises made. You didn't pick it. Now, to Abraham and his seeds were the promises made. No. And to seed, he does not say and to seeds as if of many but as of one and to your seed and who is the seed the promises of God were made to Christ and Christ is the connection to the blessing of God nobody else it's, it's, it's like money. Money. When you have the money, no one at ShopRite is going to ask you where you got the money. The only thing they're interested in is the money. When you stand before God and you are in Christ, God sees the promises that he made to Christ. And you, as a child of God, you are entitled to everything that God promised to Abraham because he said that Abraham I will make you great and your children are going to be great and your children will be like stars and they'll be like the sand of the sea and then he says that blessing was made to the seed of Abraham and who is the seed of Abraham the seed of Abraham is Christ now, look at this. In, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Therefore, neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all 
one in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this one. And if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And if you are Abraham's seed, you are heirs of the promise that was made to Abraham. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what the Bible is saying. It does not say there is another third party. It does not, there is only one mediator among men and that mediator is who? Christ Jesus. Galatians 4, 6, it says, And because you are sons of God, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if you are a son, then you are an heir of God through Christ. You are in the same position that Christ is. That's what the Bible says. You are joint heirs with Christ. You are joined with the Spirit of... You are joined to Christ through the Spirit of Christ. And you don't need to qualify in any other way. Many of us, we get taken advantage of because we feel like that person who came to me and say, they want me to squash their sins. No, we don't. <clears throat> Christ did already. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to finish this and the next week we are going to start from where I'm going to finish right now. A blessing. A blessing is a divine or a spiritual empowerment a spiritual or a divine empowerment what the bible is saying is that god has placed on you and in you something that is why the bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world there is something bigger there is something powerful there is something more happening inside you than you know problem is you think you have to go and get it from somewhere just like a curse is a divine force that is working against you a blessing is a divine force that is working for you a blessing is sometimes called grace and that is why the Bible says through the grace of Christ you gain access into. There is something that you have gained access into because of the grace of Christ that is upon you. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people can say, okay, but this one is just in the New Testament. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, the Bible says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. The blessing 
is something that God did the very moment he created a human being. And when Adam tempered with things, Christ came and God reinstated the blessing. And you are blessed. Tell everybody today, including the person seated next to you, tell them, I am blessed. <laughs> tell them like you mean it. <laughs> I am blessed. You will not get blessed when you start riding a private jet. You must ride a private jet because you are blessed. You will not get blessed because you live in a big house. You must get a big house because you are blessed. You will not get blessed because you are fit and now you have a six pack. No, you need to have a six pack because you are blessed. You are blessed. Don't remove yourself from blessed people. Don't think that there is something that you need to do extra for you to get blessed. You are already blessed. Let us stand. So as I stand here this morning, I am not looking at people that are going to get blessed one day. No. No. I am looking at people that are blessed. If you are going to spend the whole night praying, don't pray because you want to get blessed. Pray the whole night because you are blessed. Amen. Don't pray to get a blessing. Because you are blessed, pray. God has already moved you from one dimension to another. From life, from death to life. And in the physical material realm now, we want that to start happening. Amen? We want that to start happening. We want you to know, walk with this thing behind your mind. You walk into that office. It doesn't matter what is happening in that office. You will tell yourself there is nothing that can kill or destroy the blessing of God that is on my life. Amen. They will gossip. You will go in there and you will tell yourself it doesn't matter how much you gossip. You can't gossip out the blessing of God that is on my life. I am too blessed to even give you my airtime. When, when you walk in that office and they frown, you there is no frown that can kill the blessing of God that is on my life. I am so blessed to even think that your mouth can take away my blessing. Just because it's in a different place. So to this morning, this morning, as you go, this morning, as you meditate on the word of the Lord, meditate 
on these things that we discussed this morning you have been redeemed from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham can come upon you you are an heir of God a joint heir with Christ whatever Christ deserves you deserve because the Bible says as he is so are we amen father god thank you so much this morning we give you praise and we give you glory and honor for the good and great things that you are doing here at 20 central and in the lives of your children each and every one of them even as they go away this morning i pray to thank you for the blessing of god that is on their lives I pray that that blessing, dear Lord, is going to materialize in great health. Is going to materialize in great careers. Is going to materialize in great businesses, in great relationships, in great marriages. Lord, I thank you this morning because I know that we are blessed. And that our blessing, dear Lord, covers every area and every facet of our lives. So I pray and I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Blessed people for...